pensioned veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. You're listening to the Christina Silva Show, and we are broadcasting live around the world to 160 countries. And I learned this week from my own life coach that creative resiliency solutions are possible. And guess how you can cure yourself if you're feeling a little down? You can laugh all about it. Laughter is the holistic cure for your life. And today's episode's creative resiliency solution comes from someone who's just like me. Now, I posted on Facebook to all of you listening on StreamYard out there that I am brown and I am rich and intense brown in today's world. It is Martin Luther King's birthday and joining me about no laughing matter about freedom is our actress and comedian, Jalen Bishop. Welcome, Jalen, to the Christina Silva Show. Thank you, Christina. Wow. Congratulations on the show. Thank you so much. Well, part of my fans are seeing me on CRS on air with my glasses on Facebook and the back of my Afro is brown. I'm so proud to be a woman in business and also to be part of the diversity and inclusion it takes to make it not only in Hollywood, on the streets of the Bronx, and as a Dominican, a multicultural diverse woman like yourself and me, a French Creole woman, we really relate with the fibers of America, America's laborers and those that come to your shows to take a break. Share with us a little bit about why you're on the show today, where you came from, and where you're going. Oh my gosh, that's a lot, girl. Um, well, first, happy MLK Day to you guys, or that's Martin right. King, or Dr. King, depending how close you are, you know. Um, I like to call him Dr. King. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my journey has just been one of laughter, you know. I, uh, I think I was probably born to make people laugh. And that's what I've come to do. And you, everybody has their own platform. You know, you were a stunt woman and in the military. And that's how you raised awareness for um, light and love. And mine is just making people laugh, you know. And uh, so that's what I do. I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been a stand-up comedian for 17 years. And just uh, want to see people giggle. I like that smile. 17 years. I met you close to the time you were on Nick at Night's Funniest That Mom in, a, in the World. <laughs> and you are the funniest mom in the world. You have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders for those 17 years. And I want to hear a little bit about the road to Hollywood, what you had to endure, because I think curse words, sex, drugs, rock and roll when I think of comedians, because that's how they make us laugh. Right. Show me about your journey. Um, the journey has been really interesting because you have to decide, like when I was on Nick at Night, now, now I'm not going to say that I don't cuss because um, I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. <laughs> um, that's between me and the Lord. He know I cuss. He kind of just does this when he hears me cussing. He goes, oh, come on, Jay. Cussing is the tool of the ignorant. And I'd be like, but you know I'm ignorant sometimes. You know I'm ignorant. So, but I had to make a choice, you know, do you want to, what do you want to do, especially in Hollywood? Um, do you want to be seen? I want my mama to be able to see me, you know, and my mother, you know, that's not what she wants to do. I wanted my grandmother to be able to see me. I wanted my son to be able to watch the things that I did. So I made sure that my journey in Hollywood really was one of those journeys that I said, I will make sure that 
everyone can watch me. I want somebody from two to 92 being able to laugh. And I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable with that. And so I really, you know, Carnival was a very big help to that because it taught me that um, in order to be funny, you don't have to use a cuss word. That just like Richard Pryor cussed, but that was just how he talked. He wasn't funny because he cussed. And I think that's what a lot of the uh, comedians do today. They believe that that's what you need to do. But some of the funniest comedians don't cuss. And they're very, very, very funny. And, and so that's what I've tried to do my whole time. I moved to Los Angeles about 11 years ago. Um, and uh, that's how I met you. And we, uh, so it's been a good road. It's been a road where I've got to meet a lot of people. I went on Carnival Cruise Lines. I've been on there for eight years and went all around the world. And, and now uh, Carnival ain't doing nothing. So uh, I'm here. <laughs> In Los Angeles, uh, making my own thing, doing my own thing. Like you, you know, you, you get your show together and you figure out what you want to do. Because even though we don't have the place and the ability now to do movies like Hollywood, we're just starting back up doing some movies and television. But a lot of people have taken on to the platforms of Zoom and to uh, StreamYard and Facebook to just get out there and reconnect. And that's really what I think um, grows people if we can reconnect to people. This is so exciting. I feel like you done testified up on the Christina Silva show with such a transparent expose, remembering the comedic road. You can be led into being around a group of people or comedians that are in the industry and they may have their special style. And we are all guilty of saying a few curse words here and there, but to cuss is to be forgiven. And so I want to say in the world and not of the world means everything in moderation, but we certainly want to take the road that we can impact others with a level of peace and tranquility and also of conviction. So today is such a special day to have you on to remember the works and the life of Martin Luther King Jr. That's the doctor that helps us know our dreams and to overcome some of the issues that are in the world today with the inauguration approaching and also with systemic racism. We define that as anyone who's uneducated about a group, a class, or a mission. They may be operating on stereotypes that aren't the truth. And so as we just remember Dr. Martin Luther King, one thing I remember is when I'm a speaker, he was so eloquent. I have never heard his speeches include the words, uh, um, and you know, you, you know, very dignified, very upright, very equal. So equality, equity, and errors of the future, we forgive, right? Let's share what you remember about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his accomplishments today. Oh, wow. I just think that uh, some of his accomplishments were incredible just because of, one, the um, speed in which he did it. When people think about it, you don't think that um, at the time of his untimely um, death, or we'll just say assassination, call it what it was, he was only 33. That's... At 33, I was trying to get it together, you know? I, I didn't even know if I could walk and chew bubblegum at that time. But he could, he had already, he went to college at 15. Um, he had 15 different doctrines. He, and I was like, and the, you know, some, that, some he was, um, they were uh, honorary doctrines. But man, to accomplish that, he had two speeches at, that he did two speeches in 
um, at Lincoln Center, which most people don't know that. Most people only know he did one. He had done one five years prior, just the type of accomplishments that he had. And then for him to be, he would have been 92 on Friday. Yes. I don't know why we're celebrating it on Monday. You know, that's just like the government to make you have your birthday. It ain't your birthday, but they're going to put it on. <laughs> um, exactly. But he'd have been 92. And just to think that for some of us weren't even alive, like I wasn't even alive when he was alive. And to just to think about, oh. I still know all the accomplishments that this man did. That's incredible. Yes. That is incredible. Definitely. Telling, celebrating him. And we didn't even know. Some of us never seen him. We never heard of him. Well, we've heard of him, of course, but we never seen him. And to still feel as just as close to him is an accomplishment in itself. And that he never, he had a quote that said, never let any person put you so low that you stoop to hate them. And I'm like, wow, can you imagine to be beat and have water hoses turned on you and all you can still do is to love. I think that was his greatest accomplishment to show us that he loved like the almighty would love you. And that to me is something that uh, we take these days, especially with the political arena, we don't love each other. Like him and Malcolm X were not on the same page as far as how they felt. But yet they had an equality and a love for one another, and they never disrespected one another. He showed that you can have different views and still understand that love is the primary goal. So that's, I think, his biggest accomplishment is love. And that's why he stands the test of time and will continue to stand the test of time. Thank you to our Jalen Bishop coming on the show to talk about the important remembrance of Martin Luther King's accomplishments. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., someone I remember about the I Have a Dream speech. To me, it is a living piece of work. It changes each and every year in my life to remember the cost of freedom. From a military standpoint, I endured as a Marine, but as a citizen of the United States, Americanism is still a plight when we think of the lives lost for I call it being uneducated. Love is still the most powerful gift. We thank Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his family for sacrificing and for serving like God said we all should, loving our neighbors as ourselves. And also, he is one of the only people in the spotlight that I can remember that laid down his life literally for others. And think of his family and his children when he was that young in the South where racial prejudices and segregation existed so overtly and covertly that it was dangerous to not be a speaker, but to be called for that purpose. We reverence that and we are thankful each and every day. It's so funny when we think of what our people have created and what we utilize every day. I can't wait till 6 p.m. to celebrate your new accomplishment. Before we tell the world about that, let's make the world join us in the resolution to remember what Dr. King wanted us to do, and that is to love each other, be a good neighbor, and also to laugh off the errors of the past. Right, Jalen? That's absolutely correct. Jalen Bishop is not only a comedian, folks, she's the creator of a brand new show. And sometimes when I'm praying, the Holy Spirit will just quiet me in my meditation and say, shh. So Jalen's going to tell us what means there are to cleansing, caring, and also comedy in 2021. Take it away from January, Jalen Bishop. 
Well, I, um, you know, everyone was always saying like 2020, you know, everyone hated 2020. And I thought, well, 2020, we should have seen that coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you, we didn't have no kind of 2020 vision for 2020, nothing at all. We should have seen it coming. So I wanted to put 2020 in my rear vision. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't want it in my rear vision. I don't even want to see 2020. Wow. I want 2021 <laughs> to be completely different. And how is it going to be 20 different? Is it going to be different just because the clock changes or am I going to change? So what I decided to do was to do a cleanse. So I did a new cleanse called, um, it's not a new cleanse, but it was new to me. I did a cleanse called the um, New Body Nutrition Cleanse um, by, Dr. Richard, uh, by Dr. Keith Richardson. And in that, you t- cleanse internally. So you take herbs for 21 days. And for seven of the 21 days, you don't eat. Let me tell you. <laughs> I know you're hungry. <laughs> Let me tell you. You got to be ready because that's a mind, body, soul kind of cleanse. So in the, in the mix of trying to do this cleanse, my girlfriend had did it and they had jumped on before Christmas. I said, I'm going to wait until the 29th and I'm going to do it on the 29th. Well, I was like, well, I don't want to do it by myself because you have to drink olive oil eight ounces of olive oil with like lemon in it. And I say, you know how oil just floats to the top? They are right. Oil and water do not mix. They just stay at the top. So I said, well, I can't drink this oil because I know I'm going to go. So I said, okay, if I'm talking, I can get it down. So I drink this thing. I get on Facebook. I start drinking the thing. 400 people get on. Oh my goodness. Popping up on Facebook. Let me get online. Let me say something to you. So finally, uh, a friend of mine who is in the Luke Cage uh, television show, he pops on and he says, hey, why don't you do it every day for the 21 days? And I said, I'm not drinking oil for 21 days. He said, no, no, no. Let us know your journey and we'll go with you. So the end of that day, I had 25 inboxes asking me what I was doing. So I said, well, okay, I'll just do it. So every day I got on and I started talking about it. By the third day or fourth day, people were like, why don't you make this a show? We'll watch you. It's funny. Why don't you make it a show? So I created the show. You need to know. You don't need to. You need to let go. And you don't even care about. Oh, my gosh. It's brilliant. Talker. And um, people love it. We had... uh, we have comedians on on Wednesday, which is giggles. And then on Fridays, it's Movement Friday. And so we have all kind of things like, you know, anything that's going to move you, we're going to have it spiritual people. We're having uh, anything that you can think of that's going to move people is what we're going to do. We did uh, Zumba the Friday before last where everybody just jumped on and we did Zumba. And a Zumba teacher came on and taught us Zumba. And I'm going to tell you, if you haven't ate in almost nine days and you try <laughs> you look like an uncoordinated baby. You know how those little babies be like when they hear music? I was like, I couldn't. <laughs> People were like, that's, you're supposed to be left. And I said, well, I don't know the difference between my left and right right now. Uh, it, it was so fun. And so every night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook Live, I go live and um, we see what happens. Last night we made, because uh, I'm still, I'm eating vegan. Now I started eating vegan <laughs> and I am 17 days in on the cleanse. And we started, I started eating 
But yesterday was the first day I could actually eat something that wasn't raw. And raw, I think people get uh, confused about raw, but raw is to not, um, you just don't heat it up past 110 degrees. So yesterday I actually ate, heated it up. I, I grilled that puppy. I boiled that puppy. I made me some carrot dogs. And y'all, if you ain't had a carrot dog, you ain't had a carrot. Because Bugs Bunny knew what he was talking about. When he would have them hot carrots, child. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I bet you I bet you his whole hole smelled like hot dogs. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet she had gophers. This is hilarious. He had gophers and everything trying to come to it. No wonder Elma Fudd was always trying to get <laughs> Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny hole his hole smelled like uh, I shouldn't say hole, right? I just realized that I was saying Bugs Bunny's hole smelled like. <laughs> I, just, I just I just realized that. Um, well, y'all just go ahead. You know what I'm talking about. His little house. That is home. This is off the charts. Jalen, you are just naturally oozing funny. Like my cheeks are already hurting from laughing at you. And I did partake in the big carrot, not the little carrot. That was hilarious. But when you put that stank on it, that grill with that A1 sauce, and then you marinated it, it's all about that marinade. I've been on a cleanse myself with an awesome program. I want to give a shout out to Coach Kathy. She has really transformed my thinking. I mean, Day 19, girl, it is hard not to eat solid food. Your body keeps saying, I want fast food. <laughs> but, you know, tell me about the marinade on those carrots. Well, the marinade is the trick. Because a lot of people had said, well, I've tried grilled carrots and they don't good. good. Well, it, well, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. <laughs> you got to get a ketchup. So it's a, a, a cup of ketchup, a cup of A1. No, it's a cup of ketchup, two cups of water, uh, teaspoon of black pepper, teaspoon of garlic. You marinate that and then you A1 sauce and then a, a Worcestershire sauce, just, a, you know, because <laughs> um, too much, you'd be like, what is this? And if you have liquid smoke, just do a, a liquid smoke. Don't even let it just drop, just of liquid smoke. Because, you know, if you get two of liquid smoke, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> the show is for the, yeah. those listening around the world. Jalen Bishop is proving that laughter cures. She's joining us today with so many highlights from her career over the time that we've known each other and beyond. 17 years of happy. There are some down moments and some up moments we're going to be talking about. And first, we're getting our food and beverage ready for the show on the cruise line. How many times did you eat that pepperoni pizza after hours getting off the stage around 2 a.m., girl? That pepperoni pizza, it's so funny because <laughs> the guys would know that I like to eat. Like I'm on America's Funniest Mom, everyone knows I like to eat. The crew would literally have, you know, because on television and film, sometimes you go 15 hours shooting. So I told them they want, look, I like to eat. I enjoy food. And I'm telling you, when I get hungry, it's not going to be good. So the crew would literally have Twizzlers in their back pockets for me. And they would be like, they'd look over at me and they'd be like, you ready? And I'd be like, slide that Twizzler to me, brother. So I would always have Twizzlers. And when I was doing stand-up on America's Funny, well, that was America's Funniest Mom. And then on the cruise lines, you know, we would have to do, um, not have to, but we get to. We only did, like, we didn't work like everyone else. The comedians only did two hours of comedy 
per cruise. So the cruises would be like two days or three days. And we only did two hours the entire time. So most of the time I walked around and I ate um, and I, and I looked at stuff, but when my show was over, they knew whatever restaurant was still open. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I don't care if you'd been working 29 hours that day. You best to have that pizza in that box that says Jalen Bishop. They got so used to it, the guys would be like, oh, Jalen, I know it's a, your time to eat. Oh, we made sure you have it in your pizza. It's a hot. And that the put with you. I was like, I don't. Just come on. <laughs> and I would normally sit down in the back with the guys. I was like, you get the pizza. I'm going to run around and get us some ice cream because I know you can't leave. So I would have, we'd have an entire time and I'd be doing a show, no matter what language they spoke, I'm going to learn some, some of your language and we're going to sit here and we're going to have a good show. That's right. I'd help them wash the dishes and everything after it. They'd be like, Jalen, you're not supposed to be in here a cleaning. <laughs> hey, cultural intelligence is really great. It warms up the audience. I'm sure, see, laughter is just that. It's transparent and it'll certainly cut through like a two-edged sword to anyone's heart, especially when they need it because you have no idea the thousands and hundreds of thousands of guests you've changed their lives. They could be thinking they're going home to take their own life and they come to your show and they get uplifted, right? I actually had someone do that. Really? There was a woman who... Um, she was sitting in the front row and uh, the first show she sat in like maybe like the third or fourth row. <clears throat> and I just kept looking at her and I was like, why am I gravitating to this woman? And then by the time the second show, she's actually in the front row. Hmm. And I only have one more show <clears throat> that night. And I'm thinking, well, then why is this lady hanging around? She's hanging around. She's hanging around. She's hanging around. So, um, cause the first show was a clean show. The second show is, um, uh, like you about to racy it up, but by the third one, whoo, Lord, you got to get dipped in <laughs> water to get up out of that. That you'd be like, whoo, Lord, let me just sprinkle myself. Forget the carrots, bring the margaritas. <laughs> sprinkle in holy water to get the the cleanse back on you. <laughs> so she stands there, and everybody like there's a line of people coming through, and she says, um, "If I went and and got you something, could you not say anything? Because I don't, I don't want to get in trouble." And so I was like, oh, I don't want to get nothing crazy. I don't want to get involved. And she said, she said, no, 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 no. And so she said, can I just whisper it to you? And I said, yeah. So as other people were talking, she said, I was going to kill myself today. That's incredible. And I was like, what? And she said, I said, well, what, what were you, how were you going to do it? I said, don't go anywhere. Just stay right here. So she said, okay. And then I said, well, what were you planning on doing? And she said, I was planning on going. I have pills in my room and I was going to enjoy myself on this cruise. And then I was going to kill myself the last night. Mm-hmm. And she said, but you have just made me laugh so hard. You made me just think about, I want to laugh tomorrow. And I said, well, do me a favor. Will you go get the pills and bring them back to me? And she said, I will. So she went and took the pills, brought the pills back to me. And I said, well, you you're going to be my guest. Will you come and sit in the front row? And she said, I certainly will. And I said, can I get you front row tickets to all the other stuff? She said, no, I just want to see your shows. So for the rest of the cruise, she got, um, for, I only had two more shows. She had two more shows and she's going strong. And I, she checks in with me, uh, 
probably about every two or three months she checks in with me, but she's doing good. That's been five years and she has completely turned her entire situation around. So for anyone who would be thinking that I know 2020 was rough, I know some days get really, really rough, but know that it ain't your time to go. It isn't. When it's your time to go, the bus will come, bam, knock your legs off and you'll be out of here. But until then, know that every single day you have the opportunity to get up, laugh, go on a walk, do something amazing, and uh, just giggle. Even if you got to giggle at your situation, just laugh at it and watch it start to melt away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jalen. That is so amazing. Listening to your account of saving homes and saving lives. You never know who's in the room and it could be someone so insignificant, but so important at the same time. I'm so glad that you are not haughty and you're humble enough to have recognized and let your spirit lead you to the lady and to keep in touch with her all this time. That is noble. That's what we're on earth to do. That's what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was called to do for his life. And those are the purposes of our driven lives. So today we are so honored to have you on the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live from the heart. It is so much fun when you know your core is helping someone else. But again, we wanted to talk about the road of 2020 and what it has done to really all of us. And I think being thankful for the lady that she made it another day because of laughter, we always remember our troops every show the Department of Defense, the Secret Service, the National Security Administration, the presidential cabinet, the new presidential cabinet all of our military branches, the Space Force, Air Force, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, our Coast Guard, even the Merchant Marines, doctors and nurses, attorneys, everyone that's in a law and order protective position. There's something about protecting and serving that is still for the people and the betterment and the good of America. So let us focus on those positive things like carrots, cleansing, and now care. Why do you care about the troops And how have you performed in the past or how do you look forward to giving them a night of curing laughter? Oh, I have gone to Iraq. I have did uh, the diva tour in um, Germany where we got to stay in a um, Heidelberg, Germany. And we actually got to stay in a castle. I now know I don't ever want to stay in a castle again. (laughs) Nor go in the underground tunnels that Hitler escaped. Yeah, that was spooky. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but I, and I got to go on a Black Hawk helicopter and uh, I went to Turkey. I have performed for the troops in England and, at, um, and it's just been such an amazing time. In England, we were two hours late because <laughs> the flight was late and those guys waited when we opened up the door and we were in Anderson Air Force Base and we opened up the door and it was full of servicemen, I was like blown away that those people would wait. And I walked up to one of the guys and I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that you guys waited. And he said, uh, what else was we going to do? And I was like, well, you're right. You're right. You're right. But it's so funny because you don't think like when you named off all of the service branches and even the lawyers and you don't think about all the jobs that people do in the service. Like I had said one time that there's some guys that are crossing guards. You are a crossing guard in the service. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, 
So you even got to thank the guys that are just crossing guards. That's right. Because I know, like, when I think of Secret Service, I know good and well. Like, I, my grandfather was in the um, Navy, and he um, was a retired Navy man. So um, to all my guys in the Navy, my nephew is in the Navy, and he will be retiring uh, probably, I don't know, whenever he gets ready to retire because he's still in it. And my brother just retired from the Army um, as a sergeant. Uh, some kind First of class. <laughs> uh, um, master sergeant. I'm sorry. Master, master sergeant. sergeant. All right. Um, so uh, it's I, so I really have so much love for everyone in the military because they make our lives. We're able to do everything that we do today because someone else is protecting and serving us. I have so many friends that are police officers, that are firefighters. I know I would not want. I couldn't run in no burning building. I couldn't. Right. My curls would be all gone. I can't do that. It would puff. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I know it is a secret serviceman. There is no way. I cannot. Mm-mm. If you shooting at him, I'm going to have to be like, uh, whoo, whoo, you better duck. I'm not, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, I, when they stormed the Capitol this week, I would have been running. I'd been like, look, y'all, there's about 7 billion people out there. My suggestion to you is take your shoes off run behind me. And matter of fact, you get in front of me because I'm going to run behind you. That's right. But these guys are the epitome of heroes. They're not the heroes that we see on TV and we say, oh, those are heroes because they're action stars. You're a hero because you're, you know, if you're going to be a stunt woman, you were a stunt woman. That's a hero. When you don't get no kind of glory and you have to jump out a window and all you get is a poop. Okay, Christine. (laughs) No, that's a hero. But a hero, a true hero is one that you don't know their name. You may never know all the servicemen that fight for us every single day. You won't know any of the secret servicemen's name. You won't even know that that's the job that they do every single day. And for every veteran that fights for our freedom and Sometimes it isn't fighting and they're not actually fighting a war, but to be away from your family and deployed from your family. My brother was deployed five times Hmm. and to be away from your family really is something that you have to take your hat off to those people every single day and just say, thank you. And we don't do it enough. You know, we don't do it enough. Every time I'm in the airport, and if I have wiggled my way up to first class, because normally I wiggle my way up to first class, and I see a veteran. I, and wiggles. Yeah. I wiggle. I wiggle. I, I'm not lying. I wiggle up to first class. I always ask them, hey, I got first class. Would you like my seat? Hmm. And I will tell you that the probably hundreds of times that I've done that, None of those guys take it. They always say, no, no, thank you. And they never take it. They never, ever take it. They always say no. And you always say, well, thank you for, you know, your service. And they never, ever take it. And most of the guys, I sit down with them and I say, can you just tell me, just tell me one of your stories. And they're always so gracious to tell you their stories. They're always so gracious. But to not take it. When anybody asks me if I want to just get in line. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I'm getting in line. I'm getting in line. I, 
If I don't get first class, when I don't get first class, I sit right behind first class when I don't get first class. And I'm that I'm that seat right behind. And one night (laughs) a star was on and she was right in front of me and she seen me and I seen her. So I look, I wave at her. She waves at me and (laughs) um, she don't know me, but she thinks I'm about to ask her for an autograph. So as soon as and I can get on like when they get on, because I have like you know, I'm on boarding pass three. So we all getting on together. Right. So I said, excuse me. She looks back and she says, yes. I said, um, could you get me some peanuts and something to drink? And she said, huh? I said, they gonna give you the walnuts. And she was like, yeah. I said, get me some something to drink. She said, I go, I can't get the peanuts for you. I said, get the peanuts. You in first class, they ain't gonna say nothing. Just give me the peanuts. So she says, how do I do? I said, just say you want two peanuts and then hand it back to me. So she says, okay. So she gets, you know, she asks the stewardess and she, the stewardess gives her the peanuts and she says, can I have some more? And the stewardess says, well, she goes in a different cup. Stewardess gives her the peanuts and she's reaching back to give me the peanuts. Right. And I've got my peanuts now and I'm eating it because it's the warm cashews and they taste so delicious. If you eat Adam. It's the warm cashews. And I'm just popping it. And I said, she, now she turns around to ask me what I want to drink. And the stewardess sees her. And the stewardess says, are you asking her to give you something to drink? I said, no. She wants to. She wants to. <laughs> and the stewardess oh my like, gosh. I will get you something to drink. I said, well, look, I'm, I said, you better be lucky that I'm not asking her to get me a meal. I just want peanuts. <laughs> So, oh my goodness! Try that, everybody. Try that. If you get in, get in that second seat. And I'm telling you, I've only had one guy say no. I've done that probably about a thousand times, and only one guy said no. And then you know what? You know how good God is. When it came for him, his he had fell asleep when it was his turn for his meal. Right? He fell asleep, and this is how good God is. He had fallen asleep after he told me. I said, "Sir, could you give me some peanuts?" And he was like. What do I look like? I said, like the dude that's sitting in front of me that I'm asking for peanuts. That's what you look like. And he was like, I can't get you no peanuts. If you would have wanted peanuts, you should have first class. Perhaps my bank account didn't say first class. I said, sir, I didn't book this trip. I'm here on work and my job is cheap. So they got me in a seat behind you. And he said, I said, if you don't want to do it, just say no. He said, I'm not going to do that. I said, okay, fine. So then... He falls asleep right before his meal comes. He's out like a light, like a dope fiend. He's out. The stewardess comes. Finally, she gets in. He wakes up and he says, oh, did I miss the meal? She said, no, sir. We have one meal left. And he looks back at me and goes, and I said, and as the stewardess goes to put his meal on the plate, guess what happened? The plate slip off, bam, hit the ground. I said, see what you got? Look at God. Look now you eat it off the ground. All the time. And I pulled out my hamburger fresh and hot and said, bet you want some of this, but what do I look like? That's right. <laughs> 
Well, fans, we have a taste of Jalen Bishop in her finest talent on the Christina Silva Show. She's sharing with us why carrots, burgers, and hot cashews make her a very happy person. And she's on day 19 of her cleanse, but she knows what's most important about the show. Her appearance today is to remember the troops and her family members that have also served. We want to say God bless America is still our creed and democracy is why we fight. So Jalen, this is so funny. In the closing segment, we get to talk about some of the highlights and some of the greats that you've worked with over the years. Let's start with your acting career, because there's a movie that you starred in that I want to hear about. Tell us more. Um, right before America's Funniest Mom on Nick at Night, somebody pinched you. Oh, that's right. I was in Pinch. Uh, y'all, <laughs> I'm the drunk sister in Pinch. Okay. And, and it came about because, you know how they write the, the movie for you and they write this part and, they, and it was actually written for me. They write the part and it was really good. And the guy said, what do you think that you could do to like make it pop a little? And I said, well, I don't know. He said, well, your scenes get shot on a yacht. You're supposed to have been drinking. I said, okay, fine. And he said, well, have you, are you, do you, are you a drinker? I said, no, I like to drink everything out of a wine glass, but I never have wine in it. I, I'm not a drinker. He said, well, can you emulate drunk? And I was like, well, okay. And so I'm doing all like this. He said, no, 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 no. I'm, it, it's not, it, it's not a slapstick. You just need to emulate drunk. Well, <laughs> the yacht is not supposed to be moving. The first couple of the, and I'm wearing heels. I don't wear heels. I walk like a baby deer in heels. I do not wear heels. So I say it'd be better if I have on flip flops. He said, no, it's sexier if you have on heels. The yacht's not supposed to move. They're tying the yacht up. They say, Jalen, okay, walk down the stairs, talk. I've got the glass. I'm walking down the stairs. I strip down all, every stair. When I get to the bottom, now they're filming, when I get to the bottom, I would say, mm, now this wine's strong. <laughs> and that was my big Hollywood moment to trip down every single stair. Oh my goodness. And, um, and it's just been so fun. Like that, I, my Hollywood moments are always something goofy like that. I've always had goofy Hollywood moments. Like I ran into Will Smith. We had the same acting uh, coach. And Will Smith was coming into the acting studio and I am walking really fast because I can't remember my lines and I have to go out and get my book. So as I run out to go get my lines, Will Smith is coming around the corner and I bump into him my, <laughs> and, and I have grapes and you know how I love food and my grapes go everywhere. So I <laughs> don't look up and I said, look what you did, clown. Look what you did. You knocked all my grapes out. I hope you won't pay for my grapes. I hope you got some grapes in your back pocket. And then I look up and he, he's bending down, picking up the grapes. <laughs> now, I don't really realize that this is Will Smith. I just realized the hands are beautiful, but I don't know it's Will Smith. And I said, wow, this dude got some manicured hands. And as I look up the arm, I, I said, oh, good I said, Mr. Smith, um... My vision ain't good, you know. 
And he said, no, that's okay. He said, well, I'm going to have to see if I can go get you some grapes. I said, no, no, no. I, I, I can eat them off the ground. It only hit like 15 seconds, you know. I'm kissing up to God. Look at it. It's okay. It's okay. And he was like, so I go to put the grape in my mouth. Will Smith smacks my head. He said, don't you eat that grape. I said, oh, okay. I had just got confused, sir. So, I mean, I'm always seeing somebody. I've seen so many. I've worked with so many. I've um, opened up for uh, Jamie Foxx for a long time. I opened up for Mike Epps for a while. I've opened up for um, Alonzo Bolden, Tommy Davidson. Um, I haven't opened up for Whoopi yet, but Whoopi, I hear you going back on tour. Hey, ma'am. I'm ready. I'm ready. As long as you got the chips, you can bring some food. I'm good. So wow. That's incredible, Jalen. That is so awesome. Well, tell us about January 1st when you birthed the idea for the sh- show and how it's been going on Facebook Live. I want to hear about the process of your divine creativity because the pandemic has really changed our lives and we have to be standing guard to know that sometimes God can put us in a valley and make us rest. But then one day we wake up and we say, hey, shh, to those negative thoughts, Take me back to January 1st, how you launched the show. Um, really, it was just exactly what you said. I had really been in a place of rest because for uh, nine years, I've been on the road constantly where sometimes I would only be home uh, for less than, you know, two, three hours and then jump right back on a plane or on a boat and, you know, in and out of countries, five, six countries in, in a month. And I was just tired and I was weary. And I think that I needed to take that moment of rest and God gave it time for me to reflect and to be able to sit and listen and hear and go back to meditation and go back to dancing. And when I decided to take the cleanse, it really was to get closer to inside and to know that you don't have to go to a church, you don't have to sit in a temple, because the temple is you and the temple is all about you. And that is where your, if I were to say, if your God lies inside and once you get to know him inside, and that's really what the cleansing was about. It was about, you know, getting to know him inside and getting to know me inside. And that's how it got birth. And it really got birth because I wanted people to, be able to laugh and be ready to put 2020 behind them and know that we're going to do this together. You know, I'm doing it out of my house and it's just me. Sometimes I bring in friends, like you'll be with me to this evening and I bring in friends and we just do silly, crazy things that you wanted to do that you didn't know about that you are interested in. Like I'm doing a Yoni cleanse. Uh, and you know, and I was like, I don't know how nobody now cleaning no Yonis. Um, but I'll be doing that in a couple weeks. Like we're just going to get together and we're going to do, we're going to put the little Yoni outfits on and sitting on Yoni boxes. And it's just about just knowing that there's a higher power and that higher power wants to live life through you in whatever you do. Like my grandma used to say, if you're going to be a crackhead, be the best crackhead you can and just make sure that everybody around you enjoys you when you are doing your crack. So (laughs) comedy is my crack and 
I just want to make sure that everybody enjoys it and that the Almighty can always walk through me and step through me and step inside me and shine through me and people see him through me. That is so eloquent and so improvisationally wonderful. I am so grateful to have you. I have the same sparkle as when I met you and you do too. And that shows that we've been living in our purpose and the road has not been easy for me, but I'll be sharing some of the highlights from my career tonight on your awesome show on Facebook Live. Thanks for having me on the show tonight, January 18th. We're going to talk more about the effortless and seemingly impossible credits of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and about some inventions that are going to have you spin off into another comedic stint to show the world that laughter cures. We did not practice the show. Fans, we want you to know that in 30 minutes, Jalen and I were both available at the right time. And when things happen in your day that you can't plan, remember, your military training can certainly help you to ebb flow and be ready for anything. What I want you to be concerned about in this time of danger and this time that we've been calling in the last day for 100 years is what is your second nature reaction? I recently went to a rifle range training and what I learned is that I'm supposed to be operating in light, in yellow light. And what yellow light is on the five color scales of white, red, yellow, black, and green with orange, green's my favorite color and orange is an area right before yellow that you want to vibrate in as far as situational awareness about your surroundings. And so I also had with my coach in training how health and surroundings contributes to your cleanse. So with regard to being ready and resilient as a woman in business, like Jalen is in the comedic business and talent, she's working late in the evenings in a traditional setting. And now with the pandemic, she'll have to ebb and flow and change her walking exercise time. We have to be aware of our surroundings. So Yellow means that you're calm and relaxed, but you're vigilant. So you're looking and using your peripheral vision. You're going to the range. You're learning about hand-to-hand combat. You're talking to mentors like Master Sheehan, Vince Sasir. He's a dear friend of mine. He's an actor in Hollywood, you may know. He's the Italiano gangster. I have my Air Force resiliency coach. We talk every day. I have my spiritual partners and best friends. We pray together. And also your family mates and your children, your neighborhood watch, nextdoor.com, Facebook Live. People can see you and everyone's a brand. So yellow is being aware of your surroundings. Carry something in your purse with a sharp edge. Practice. Practice the attack. That's what I call it. Hashtag practice the attack. You always have to say to yourself, what if someone, what if, what if someone grabbed for my purse? Well, anyway, someone knocked on my door the other day to deliver a large piece of furniture. So I'm very aware with my video doorbell that this person should not be trying to come into my home because I made a special request for him to drop the large item through the door. So he drops it and he goes, oh, we need to prove to the third party company we delivered your big furniture with an abrupt voice. He charges little old me. He's six foot two, like a burly security guard. And he tries to force his way in with the cell phone to take a picture anyway. So my second nature was to slam the door, raise my voice and say, no, you're not. Get out of my property. Like that was my own regular, not expecting an intruder's reaction. Are you operating in yellow today, fans? Jalen, I know you went walking before the show. Well, you were walking today. Are you ready, girl? Oh yeah. I'm always ready. Now I don't, I don't, I don't use knives because I think it takes a special <laughs> kind of person to like yag somebody. Right. And, right. I, and I, you know, I do, I have been to the range. I, I do shoot. 
but I don't, I don't use a gun either, but I do use a sock with a lock in it. Girl, that'll bust your head right down to the white meat. You have a sock with a lock. Bow! That's all you need. You can get a couple people off you. You just swing it around like a lamp. <laughs> Ooh, and get a long sock and get a thick, you know, one of those wool thick ones. Cat out. That that's all you need. A sock with a lock in it. That's that's what I do. But I'm a that ooh, operating in yellow. I'm gonna get in that yellow. Zone. That's right. That's right. Now, I may not have quoted the color code like a law enforcement officer would, but you get my drift. Yellow is a good color. That's why I'm Honey Sweet Bumblebee hosting the Christina Silva Show featuring Jalen Bishop, the one and only show creator. Tonight at six o'clock, it's going down. Tell us where, Jalen. It's on Facebook Live. It's Jalen Bishop, and that's J-A-Y-L-Y-N, Bishop like the church, except for I don't touch the children. Exactly that. And just 6, 6 p.m., Come on, uh, we're going to just get on your Facebook and we're just going to have a great time. We're just going to have some fun. We sure hope you've enjoyed the show laughing, laughing with us and curing with us. And don't forget about your cleanse, a big fat carrot and caring for your community with Jalen Bishop. We will be back next week with more of the Christina Silva show. But in closing, we're going to ask Jalen to give us a special salute for this week, starting with another remembrance slogan for Dr. Martin Luther King, and then she's going to say thank you to the troops in her own special way. Take it away, Jalen. I think I have a dream is the most beautiful thing that you can have. Have that dream and live that dream. Don't just dream it, but live it. And then what I would say to the troops is thank you, gracias, anything that means love. Miramor um, to the troops. Miramor. You guys make my life possible. So thank you for doing what you do. When in doubt, if you don't have good friends, you can always reach out to the Christina Silva Show on Voice America and you can follow Jalen's show on. Facebook Live, and CRS on Air Live. We hope you've enjoyed our very first broadcast using StreamYard and also that you'll stay tuned for the MP3 archive, the clean version on Voice America because Jalen will be heard again forever in MP3 history on Voice America, the Christina Silva Show, Educating Our Veterans Live podcast. Don't forget to check out the blog at crsmultimedia.com. And at six o'clock, I'll be in a different garb with a bigger afro. And we'll see you next time on the Christina Silva Show, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for joining us, Jalen. Thank you. Peace out and Semper Fidelis. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi. Mm-hmm.